God, it's your breath in our lungs, God, and we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor, Father, for everything that you've done, all that you're going to do. God, we worship you today. You are so amazing, and we love you so much. Thank you, God. You are my King, and my Savior, and my Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to have the breath in my lungs to praise you and to magnify your holy name. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to have Christ in my heart, to know that when that, that, that I am on my way to heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your kids are dismissed to go back to Impact Kids. Hallelujah. Praise God. Forgot to mention a while ago, if you go to the website, there's a little place on the website that you can put Israel on it. You can as a little, a little memo for that if, if you want to do that. But in this life, Jesus has a course for us. You know, you go to, you go to, you go to um, school, and you have courses. And, you know, you go to college and you have college courses, what have you. Um, and then you have electives, okay? There are some things in our life that God allows us to have electives with. He lets us choose some things, right? But then there's some courses, some hardcore courses that you got to take. And you got to go through. And you got you, you got to, to pass to make it through life, right? Um, and those, oh, th- those goals uh, that he has, those courses, are really designed for us to have to learn how to depend on him fully and completely Um, because when we depend on other things sometimes it ends up being unsafe for us so he wants to show us hey I want you to go through these courses so you can understand how to depend solely on me and I want to talk today about a gentleman named Elijah Elijah now I may say Elisha because I get quick in my my voice and I'm not switch that but I am talking about Elijah today right Um, and he he knew how to hear from, from, from heaven. He was, he was a mighty man of God. And he walked up to Ahab. Ahab was, was a king. Um, he was a king that, that was evil. His approval rating was zero. I mean, he, went, he, he, he was out of the, uh, he, I think he reigned for 22 years or so, but, but out of like 19 kings that they had in the era, he was the worst. He was evil. He was hated. Everything he did was bad. He worshipped the, you know, the Baal, and he really did worship and did things and just promoted things that were just God-awful. Um, and so I want to talk about that today, about when he went to King Ahab, because he went to King Ahab and told him, said, listen, where's it going to be? I don't know how he got to King Ahab. It just says, he, it says that he went up to King Ahab and approached him, but it doesn't say that he asked for an appointment. I don't know if he just walked up to, up to him or what, but he walked up there and said, listen, it's gonna, there's going to be a drought, and it's not going to rain or have dew anymore until till I say so. That's a powerful man of God that you know that you've heard from God and you're going to the king and, and saying this, right? Um, he's a very powerful man of God. And, so, and then we're going to talk about a, about a brook as well. And a brook represents where we get our life from, our life source, um, where we sustain life from. So let's just read. I want to read it from <clears throat> the message. You can certainly go to your, you know, King James, NIV, NLT, ASV, uh, you know, whatever you want to go to get your different versions there for that, as um, long as it's, it, 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 it follows along with the Word of God. But I want to read the message, which is just a, 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 tra- is a translation of it. Um, but it says it, the first four words is how to my message, so I wanted to use this because of that. It says, and, this, and then this happened. Have you ever had an and then, and then, and then this happened before? You know, things are going good in your life. You, you got the brook going, and the brook's happening, and everything's going wonderful. You're sustained. God's providing for you. And then this happened. And then this happened. Elisha confronted Ahab. As surely as God lives, the God of Israel, before whom I stand in obedient service, 
the next years are going to be a total drought, not a drop of rain or even dew. Now that's dry. That's dry. Not even a drop of um, dew or rain unless I say otherwise. God then told Elijah, okay, now get out of there and fast. Head east and hide out in the brook of Kerith um, um, to the other side of Jordan. You can drink fresh water from that brook. I've ordered ravens to feed you. Elisha obeyed God's orders, and he went to encamp at Kerith Canyon on the other side of the Jordan. And sure enough, ravens brought him meals, both breakfast and supper, and he drank from the brook. Eventually, the brook dried up because of the drought. Then God spoke to him, get up and go to Zarephath and live there. Um, and I've instructed a woman who lives there, a widow, to feed you. Now, Elisha was a Tishbite, um, um, and he was a prophet from, from Tishba, and, uh, and he, he was there for, near Gilead on the east side of the river. Now, he said that ravens, ravens sent him sandwiches every day. King James says it was bread and flesh. So God sent ravens to bring sandwiches to him every morning and every night, and then provided a brook for him, for him to sustain himself and to have life and water from. I just think that's amazing, just showing that, 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 that even in the most unorthodox way God can sustain you and bring something to you so many times we think just a pastor just this person just that person can bring us um, something that we need but we need to start looking and opening our eyes I have been blessed sometimes by, by, by people things situations that I thought never that would bless me you know it's amazing and so we got to understand that sometimes God uses unconventional ways to bless you rather than just the ways that you're looking for and that brook may not be a brook that you're that you think that you're supposed to be by but, but sometimes that's how God uses. And so then he goes on um, that he goes to this widow's house, and he walks to this widow's house, and from, from where the brook, from where he was at to the brook that dried up, and then the brook to the, to the Zarephath the, 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 where, she, where she provided for him, it was 75 to 100 miles, about 83 miles is what I, what I can best tell from what I've read, between the brook to Zarephath. Okay, so that's a long way. The, the, the Bible doesn't say that, but I went and looked it up, and, and it says it's about 75, I mean, 82 miles or so between the brook and Zarephath. That's a long time of unprovision. Now, once he got there, he was provided for. But what I want to tell you today, before we even start this message, that you may say, I'm not at the brook where I'm, uh, it's bubbling, and, and, or I'm not dried up, you know, over here, and I'm, and I'm not over here where it's dried up. I'm kind of in between. Maybe today that's where you're at. You're in that journey to your zero path where God's in provision. And sometimes that's what happens in our lives, that our brook dries up, and we're in a journey somewhere else, and we're looking around, and we feel lonely. We feel like nobody cares. We feel like nothing's going on. Everything's going wrong. What in the world's happened? You're just on your way to your next um, zero path. You know, I often say, people's like, you know, I love to just to jump mountains to mountains, but we have to go through those valleys, right? Because you have a mountain here. The only way to get to this mountain is to go through the valley to the next mountain. You know, you don't jump from mountain to mountain. You know, so you got to go through that valley. So maybe you're in that valley today heading to your next mountain, you know, and, 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 and just keep, what's that old song when you're going through the valley, don't stop? Just keep right on going, keep right on moving and go from, from mountain to mountain. Go from your, your, your dried up brook to your Zarephath and know that in that time that God is still with you. And that's what I want to, to emphasize today to you is that God is with you during those times. And you may feel like that you're alone. It's an 82-mile journey because that didn't happen overnight. That wasn't just like an overnight thing where it, it brought, dried up. I don't know how long he stayed at the brook when it dried up. He might was standing at the brook waiting. You know, hey, there's, there's ravens. And where, where are the ravens coming today? Where are they? And I don't know how long he stayed there waiting on the ravens and the brook to come back. 
but the thing is is that he, he did. And so then he went on there. After he left um, on there, he went to Zarephath. There was a woman there that was waiting, and she was on her way to go cook some food. And he says, ma'am, can you give me some, some water? And she said, sure. And as he turned around, he said, and bring, bring, me, bring me a cake too. Bring me something to eat. She's like, sir, all I have is a little bit of oil in my cruise and a little bit of flour. Me and my son, were, we're getting ready to go bake this bread and then leave and die. That was it. And you want me? He said, please bake me some. And so, and so she recognized him as a prophet. And, and so she, she did that because God had already spoke to her. And so she did that, and she baked him a cake. She, he's sitting there eating that cake. And she's like, we, we were going to eat that and die. And now you're sitting there eating it right in front of us. You know? And so then he says, okay, now you go get your cake. You go ahead and cook your cake, and you will have enough oil in your cruise and enough flour in your bin to, to keep you until it begins to rain again and, and, and stuff starts happening again. And it did. He, then he left there, and after he left there, there's a little, some little things that happened in between. But then he went to go f to, to challenge the prophets, 450 prophets of Baal, you know, where he called fire down from heaven and lapped up all the stuff, you know, and, 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 and challenged those at Baal. So all that happened after he had a dried-up brook. He had a dried-up brook where he felt like there was no provision, God was, God was providing, there was a drought. He found a brook, that dried up, and then he went 82 miles in the wilderness, kind of seeming like, you know, and then he went to this lady, a, a poor widow woman, and, you know, and had to just get a little piece of cake from her. But after all that, the big triumphal fire down from heaven came. So we have different things that we, that we bring life, we have life from. We have, we have brooks, as I talked about a while ago. Brooks in our lives, and maybe friends. You have a friend that loves you authentically and consistently. Someone that you can talk about. Someone that you trust. Someone that you care about. Someone that'll, that'll, that understands you when you talk. Someone that, that gets it when you tell them things. Maybe, maybe you have a little brook of your bank account, you know, and that, that feeds you. Brings life into your life at some point. Not spiritual food, but, you know, other food. You know, and so it blesses you. you got plenty of money in your bank. Maybe it's your home. It's a place that anchors you. Your home is life. You go home, you just can't wait to get home, and you just relax, and you just have fun. You lay in your chair, or your couch, whatever. You're there with your family. It's a safe place. You're away from the world. You're away from all the, the things of this world that, that comes against you and tries to hurt you and bring you down. But it's just a consistent, safe place. And you leave from work and stuff and go back to that safe place. But then you go to work, and, and that's a wonderful place as well. It's a good investment of your time because it feeds you and get, helps you with your daily energies and gives you money to put into the bank, and that's a, a life source as well. And then you have your hobbies, which is a joy to you, something that you do on the side. It's an escape. It's a distraction. And maybe that's a brook that you have as well. And then you have a dream. A dream is a brook. It just feeds you for a long period of time until you try to uh, approach that goal. It's a, it's a goal that, that lights up a passion in you. It, that your, your, your dream is something that lights, lights a fire under you and makes you want to reach that goal and that dream. But see, one day in our lives, we get to the place, and we've all been there. If you haven't, you will, that friends turn on you. Friends desert you. They talk about you. They backstab you, possibly. You have... You know, your, your bank account all of a sudden dries up and the, the stimulus check ain't in there no more for the cushion. You know, your, your home is just not as comfortable as you thought it used to be. You're, you're tormented there even at home as well. And just your, your mind is just not at rest and just so much stuff going on. Your quiet time just don't seem to give you the, the, the boost that it used to. You know, your dream... Your dream, you know, you, you decide that you just don't, you know, you, you know what, I don't know about that dream. I just want to give up. I want to quit on that dream. Or maybe even worse, you reach that dream and realize it wasn't fulfilling for you as you thought it would have been, which happens a lot. You know, and you, you feel like you've conquered it and it lets you down. 
that's, that's when a brook dries up. That's what I'm talking about in your life. Things in your life that dries up in your life that, 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 that causes you to feel a drought in your spiritual walk with God. So why does God allow these, these things to happen to us? Well, Peter says um, in 1 Peter 4 and 12, he says, Think it not strange, or don't be surprised, um, concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. In other words, when stuff happens, don't think it's strange. Look, trust me, it's going to happen. It's going to be there. Matter of fact, Paul says um, in um, 2 Timothy 3 and 2, Yes, and all that will glorify God all that will live godly in Jesus Christ shall, shall suffer persecution James said in 1 chapter 2 and 3 he says um, dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy so that you know that your faith is being tested your endurance has a place a chance to grow you know and so what we talked about last week patient endurance patient faith you know, that's what we got to know is when, when, these, when, when the brooks in our lives dry up and when things happen to us and cause us to get down and get this, this, the, the, you know, dismantled and, and broken down and defeated and busted and disgusted and just feel like, man, God, where are you at? It's, the, you know, this, it's not only just dry, it's dusty. Like I said, he said, there was no, he said there was no rain or even dew. You know, a little bit of dew would be nice, just something, a little moisture. No, it's just dry as cracker juice. You know, you're sitting there and... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know that was that funny. <laughs> cracker juice is funny. Though. I don't know. It's, just, it's cracker juice. It's dry. It's crackers dry to juice. Okay. But anyway, why, 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 because what happens is we, the reason this happens to us is because we depend too much on that brook rather than depending upon God. If God never let, allowed that, that, that brook to dry up, we would trust in that brook. And we would say, you know what? I got a book out called 25 Ways Not Let Your Brook Dry Up. And we would say, oh, your brook's drying up? Well, then you don't love God like I do. You don't serve God like I do because my, my brook is still bubbling. You know, and so we, we, get, we would get to the place if our brook never dried up, if things in our life didn't happen and we didn't have troubles and trials, we would, we would think that the answers to our prayer, that we get all our prayers answered. And then eventually we would get so prideful that we wouldn't even act like we would even need God no more because we have this bubbling brook. And we would try to maintain it on, on our own. You know, Elijah um, w w um, could have been fully satisfied in that. You know, and because he had his brook dry up, when he went to the widow, he realized that, that you know what? Man, I understand what it, it feels like to have, not have much. But if his brook did not dry up, he would have stayed at that brook. And he would have missed the miracle of the widow. And he would have missed fire falling from heaven. And him being the one that called it down. So many times in our life, something dries up in our brook, and we want to we just stay there and just camp. And what we do when we just stay and camp at a brook, we die spiritually. And then we wonder what happened. God's like, I had it dry up so you can move on. So you can, so you can go to Zarephath where I got some, some stuff for you to happen. We, we'll miss the next opportunities that God has for us because we're so worried about our friends that left us. We're so worried about our bank account. We're so worried about this and that and the other that happens in our lives. But Romans 8.28 says, For we know that God causes everything. Everybody say everything. Does that leave anything out? Huh? No. Everything is everything. To work together for the good. For those who love God and are called according to His purpose. See, sometimes, you know, our, our answers... You know, like I said, we, we feel like we just have all our answers. We're going to get prideful and end up and say, You know what? I don't, I don't really need God anymore. I, I've got all I need. 
You know, when nobody should per have a permanent, permanent private brook that you have that you think that you own and control. You know, our blessing can become our barrier to getting closer to God. Our privilege of, of, of having something that God has privileged us with having can become prideful. And you've only got two options. You can sit there and, and die spiritually, or you can let it drive you to Zarephath or a new season. You know, uh, there's a song that is, it's a new season, it's a new day, a fresh anointing coming my way, you know. And, and, and uh, it's a season of power, you know. And so a new season, it's, it, so many times in our lives, there's a new season in our life, and God wants to take you to a new season. And I'm not talking about a new season because you don't like your spouse, you know, that you need to leave. And I'm not saying a new season you, because of your church. I'm talking about a new season spiritually in your, in your walk with God, that things are happening, and you need to say, God, you know, I understand it. Now, this is drying up. Are you, are you pushing me away, or do I need to have faith to stay here because you're going to let it rain again soon? There comes some wisdom. The maturity of God needs to come in at this point. So, okay, or you just want me to stand here and, and, and I'm just believing that you're going to replenish my brook? Or is this a sign for me to skedaddle and go right on and start moving on to go somewhere else? And, and, and you got something else. you got more things. But either way, God, I don't want to miss what you have for me. I don't want to miss what you got me to be a part of down the road somewhere. So if this, ain't, if this, this, this little brook here you know, is not happening, let me know. See, why, why, why does God give us Zarephath? To, to, to keep, to, it, the Kerith keeps flowing. We easily forget how others feel when their brook dries up. Their experiences that we can be a part of. One day, Jesus' brook dried up. His friends, they deserted him. They turned on him. They, they alleviated him. They, they, they come against him and said, no. You know, they denied him. They sold him out for a little few pieces of silver for his death. His friends, if he depended on his 12 disciples, he would have, his brook dried up what we had done. His book, his book hadn't even been written yet. Or at least the second half of the New Testament hadn't been written yet. And it was, he was the whole key to the New Testament. So the, the fact is, is that that hadn't even been written yet. So he can't depend on, on that. His home. He went to his hometown to try to do stuff. They kicked him out of town. They didn't want to hear what he had to say, what he had to do. One day they come in saying, oh, worthy, worthy is a lamb. You know, shalom, we love you, we praise you. You know, say, Lord, save us. The next time they're kicking him out, won't even let him do any miracles there. And he said, in his own hometown, he says, he says um, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Even foxes, even animals have holes. And I don't even have, I'm homeless. I don't even have, I'm just kind of just moving around a place to place. I don't even have a place that I can call my home because my, my, my home has kicked me out. His work. Nobody understood his work. His work was fulfilling to him, and he knew he, had, he was doing a job. But everybody rejected his work. They told him he was a liar, that he was a nobody, that what you're trying to do is not true, that it's heresy, that it's blasphemy. But he says, my work is to do the will of the one who sent me. doesn't matter what you think. His church. He went to the church, and the religious leaders kicked him out, tried to have him arrested in his dream. His dream cost him everything. His dream became overwhelming to where it was. his dream was about to happen. The dream of him dying for our sins so we could live for eternity became so overwhelming that he, he, he prayed so hard in the Garden of Gethsemane that, that his, blood, his sweat became blood, literal blood, out of his pores. It came so, his dream became so overwhelming that he even said, Lord, I know i got to do this, but is, is there really any other way? 
Is there anything else I can do to make the same outcome? Nope. We got to keep Isaiah 43 and 19 in our mind. For I'm about to do a new thing. See, I have already begun. Don't you see it? I don't have a pathway through the wilderness. I'm sorry. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. In the middle of a dry, dusty desert, he says, man, look, you just trust me. You go on a zero path. When you get there, man, I will, I will bust a river right up in the middle of, 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 of everywhere. It'll be windy and curvy. And, it'll, and, and if you notice, here's what, what I felt like, and other people may have said it. This is what the Lord showed me during this time. He went from, you know, in, the, in this time right here where it says that in Isaiah, you, you go from a brook to when you get to your Zarephath, he says, there'll be a river. So don't, so don't settle to stay beside the little brook, the little trickle brook that you got to get a little cup and keep drinking. Go over here to the river where you just can just jump in and just do a cannonball and just enjoy yourself. God allowed our brook to dry up during COVID. He allowed our bank accounts to dry up, our food source to dry up, you know, our, our work to dry up, you know, all kind of things dried up. Our churches to dry up because we couldn't, they, the church didn't dry up, but that we couldn't come to church for a period of time. And I feel like that was our, our, our drought time for us to know that you can't depend on all those things in your life, that you've got to depend on God. You've got to turn to God. You've got to say, you know what? I'm going to depend upon God totally, and I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to read the Bible for myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to, I'm going to do what i got to do. Schools shut down, dried up, everything, education, everything happened. I feel like COVID was a drying of the brook for the church. And it's time for us to leave and go to our Zarephath and say, now God, where are we going? And I'm willing as a shepherd to follow I got one more story and I'll be done. Well, Pastor Doug, you ain't spoke about 20, 25 minutes. Well, listen, I tried to get more, and God says, shut up. Because <laughs> often, I, if I don't have it long enough, I'll, I'll research and do some more stuff. But this time, God's like, this, this, I want them to chew just on what you said. I'm going to close the little thought process here. If, you're, if your child gets in a bad accident and damages all the nerves in their legs and stuff, and um, they ha you have to go for surgery, you go to a doctor, and you say, Doc, here's what we're going to do. And, and the doctor can say, you know what? Well, they, they'll be able to walk, but they'll have a little limp right now. Or I can do surgery, and I'm pretty sure I can fix it. And they'll be able to walk perfectly with no limp and no amputation. We go to this doctor and say, sure, Doc. Take my child. Cut my child. Do whatever you got to do inside. Sew it up just with a chance that it's going to work out for the good. All of us have probably done that unless you haven't had any surgeries in your life. We trust this human doctor that has a practice. It means he's practicing is really what it means. Okay? But the thing is, is that we trust this doctor. Doc, here, I'm gonna, you put me asleep. I don't even know what's happening. Just put me asleep. I trust you. But we can't trust the God that sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me with things in our life that he says I'll work all things out for the good and the limp that you might have afterward is because 
You've been changed like he, like he did with Jacob. Just trust me. I promise you I'll work it out for the good. It doesn't look like it, but if you can trust a, a doctor, a human doctor, you can certainly trust me. We got to get back to trusting God and quit trying to work things out on our own. And whenever that brook dries up, say, God, you know, hey, thank you. Thank you for, for bringing me, you know, feeding me in different ways that I didn't even expect. The ravens are going to bring me sandwiches every morning and every night. Wow. But it's over now. God, so now how are you going to provide for me? What do you, you got in mind, God? Instead of saying, oh, God, I ain't got nothing. I don't have anything. Don't have God, what next? What, what great thing are you going to do through, through my life? What are you, what's going to happen that, that, that is going to be, what miracles are going to happen that I'm going to see? What, what, how am I going to be able to bless people? God, what have you got for me? But what do we do? We do the old hee-haw thing. Oh, despair and agony on me. Why can't we just rise up and know that Scripture is true and God says, I, can do, I, will, do all, I will make all things work out for the good. So let's raise our head back. Yes, we may be a little depressed on the inside, on the outside. But on the inside, we got to have, like, like, like James says, the joy, knowing that joy should come from this. Weepeth endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. we got to quit staying in the weeping mode and say, God, I trust you, God. I know this is great, and I'm going to trust you, God, and I know you got a zero path. What's going to happen there, God? I'm excited about the possibilities of what you're going to do in my life. we got to start doing that. Bow your hand, close your eyes, please. Is there anybody here today who said, Pastor, like I'm not a Christian. I'm not, my brook dried up. I don't have a brook. I'm, I'm in a dry wasteland. I don't know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I'm not saved. If I died today, I wouldn't go to heaven. Anybody here don't want to raise your hand and say, I want to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to be a Christian. I want to accept Jesus. Jesus. I want to be saved. If I die, I want to know I, I'm going to go to heaven. Anybody? Well, who, let's talk about three, three other things here then as your head is still bowed. Who would say, Pastor Doug, uh, my brook's dried up. I need faith to make it to my Zarephath. Anybody? Amen. Amen. Let's see those hands. Amen. Who would say, Pastor Doug, my brook dried up and I'm on my way to Zarephath, but this is a long, lonely road and I'm trusting God, but I need some strength during this time. Amen. 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 Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray right now for those those that, they're, that, they're, that their brook has dried up and they feel like, God, my brook's dried up. You've been providing. You've been providing. I don't understand. Why is this brook gone? God, what is it? What's happening here? God, why, why, why? Help us to say, God, lead me and I'll follow. The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord and I will follow you all the days of my life. Show me my Zarephath. I'm in this lonely valley, but God, while I'm here, teach me what I need to teach. So when I get to where I'm supposed to be, Father, I'll know what to do and how to do it. Father, those that are on that, that, that lonely road to their Zarephath, God, help them today, God, to know that this, that it may seem long, but once they get there, there's provision. There's miracles. There's signs. There's wonders, God. There's hope. There's healing. There's refreshing. God, and there's a river that's going to go through that dry, dusty wasteland, and it's going to bust that place wide open, and they're going to be able just to, to, to sink themselves in your spirit and your love and your passion and your grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit, today. Bless your name.